It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 on a Saturday morning, 51 degrees still, has not moved a tick up or down for the temperature outside, going up to possibly, some places, 70 degrees this afternoon, but always the possibility of rain as well. Lots of things to be done in the landscape, in the garden. If you have a question about them, call me, 404-872-0750. Ashley Frasca is screening calls and answering questions off the air like a crazy person. She does a great job during the show every Saturday morning. Michael is out in Buford and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. Uh, we, we purchased an older home uh, last fall. It's got a very large Bermuda lawn. Yeah. My first Bermuda lawn, by the way. And I'm looking around, and I'm seeing many, many patches of green, a lot of weeds growing. Yeah, sure. And I, heard, I heard in the previous caller that you say the grass is totally dormant, and I'm wondering mm-hmm. if I can use a regular Roundup to spray Ooh, those weeds oh. right now. You can use Roundup, yes, but you cannot spray it. There will be a problem. I have three pictures, three slides that I show in my PowerPoint to uh, Master Gardeners about bad things happening to good gardeners. And one of the bad things that happens is spraying Roundup on Bermuda grass as you think is dormant. Because I will guarantee you right this minute, Michael, your Bermuda may look brown, but it is not dormant. It is underneath the little, tiny, tiny little green crowns that they're not absorbing any nutrients but they're they're alive and if you spray roundup roundup has not only the big droplets you see coming from your sprayer but also little micro droplets that'll get down into the underneath the brown foliage it will hit the green crown of those uh, bermuda plants and you'll have these nice dead spots that's the slides i show my master gardeners they look at the dead spot you see where this guy walked around with a roundup sprayer in january thinking his bermuda was dead but but here's what you can do if you have a, I've done it with a lawn rake. It works great for a lawn rake. Get an old towel, old T-shirt, something cotton, <clears throat> and wrap it around the end of the lawn rake. And then saturate that with Roundup for a spray to, or dip it in a bucket if you want to. <clears throat> but put Roundup on the cotton. And when you do that, you can wipe that across the weeds and not get any spray down onto the Bermuda underneath. And you just sort of wipe okay. it right across like a, little, like a brush is the way. <clears throat> when you do that, the weeds will die because they got the herbicide on them, but the Bermuda underneath doesn't have any contact, and so the Bermuda comes up just fine. Well, that'll take a while, but that sounds like the correct solution. It'll, so. it'll work, and I guarantee you won't have me making fun of you by saying, look where this guy Michael up in Buford, look at what he did out there, little <laughs> spot, 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 where he sprayed the weeds thinking his grass was dormant. Come on. And, and when is the right time to put pre-emergence out for Bermuda? I think March 1st, <clears throat> so we've got a couple of weeks still. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. It is a great pleasure, Michael. Thanks for calling. By the way, if you have questions about what you should do to your lawns, when, what, where, how, and all that, I have four or five now, five great calendars of lawn care information about each of the major grasses in Atlanta. One for Bermuda, one for zoysia, one for centipedes, they always seen, and fescue. And the calendars tell you what to do when, when to fertilize, when to put a pre-emergent out, what, how much lime do you need, how much water do you need in the summertime. All these are available on my website. Just go to WalterReeves.com and type the word calendars. Nothing more than that, just calendars in the search line 
It'll take you to the lawn calendar so you know what to do when for your various grasses. And speaking of grasses, Dale in Marietta has a question about his zoysia grass. Dale, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How can I help? I had a Bermuda, I had a Bermuda lawn uh, sodded last May, and it's very lumpy, and I wanted to get it top-dressed. Yeah. I'm wondering what time of the, when you would suggest doing that, and uh, should I scalp the lawn down before that, and what about aerating before having it top-dressed? Let's take it one, two, three. Generally speaking, the best time to top-dress is when the grass is already growing vigorously, so sometime May to June or early July. Great okay. times to top dress because the grass will go right through the top dressing as you level things out, and you can maybe even have time to put another layer on there if you want to. Each time about a half an inch is about all you put down on the uh, lawns, and so you continue putting layers down as the grass is growing, and pretty soon you got a nice level lawn, no ruts, no bumps, no anything in there. Okay. Um, aeration sort of always depends on other factors like how hard is the soil is the soil so hard that the roots can't penetrate easily because it's too much clay or something like that and if you're going to aerate you have to promise me promise me dale you'll do it at least three passes across the lawn because you need probably close to 10 holes per square foot to make any difference to the grass and so if you go back and forth three times it gets you close four times would be even better you get a lot of holes in the ground even though it looks pretty pretty ragged when you get finished doing that thorough, aer thorough aeration you'll still have a better effect on the lawn grass by having lots and lots of holes in the ground that the aerator has made what was your other question you had another one dale should i cut the uh before top dressing should i cut the grass real short and, and, and if so how short should that get cut you know i'd cut it down to about an inch and a half but no shorter than that you don't really need to cut it much lower than that i don't think okay all right so the landscape company that wants to it wants to top dress in uh middle of March or, or beginning of April is too early? That seems early to me. It sure okay. does. I really think it'll do better when the grass is growing real fast. Thanks very much. All right. Good talking to you, Dale. Thanks for Thank calling. You. Bye. We've got John in Atlanta. John comes to us from Atlanta. Hey, John. Good morning. Hey, Walter. Your uh, website and the Pinterest, those are great resources. Oh, but great. I was just wondering if you uh, had any apps, mobile apps, like on your phone, yeah. uh, that you found particularly useful. Yeah, there's one. As a matter of fact, I'll take my phone out right this minute and tell you about it because it has been very impressive to me in its ability to answer questions. It's called My Garden Answers. My Garden Answers. And they have two things I think are real, real interesting. They have experts. They pay for this. They pay $1.99. But they have experts. And when I uh, submitted a question not long ago, the expert got back to me within, it's by email, by the way, I uh, got to, back to me within four hours, I think, and then I sent in a picture of a plant and wanted to know what it was, and it was not an, a, a North American plant, it was from Africa, as a matter of fact, and I sent a picture that someone had sent me to identify, and uh, sent it to the people there, and again, they got back to me within three or four hours, so My Garden Answers is one place, and the other one, let's uh, go to the page here, we want to be... It's called Plant Something. What is the name of that thing? Plant Snap? Plant Snap. Yeah, there it is. Plant Snap. P-L-A-N-T-S-N-A-P. Plant Snap. And that's one, again, for identification of plants. And it's been very accurate. And it's free, volunteer, voluntarily led. And you just go to a plant that has a flower on it, take a picture of it, and submit it. And within, again, five or ten minutes, they'll give you a little answer and say, this is probably a zinnia. This is probably a canola. This is probably something else. So My Garden Answers and Plant Snap are two apps that I use on my phone. Great, thanks. All right. 
Nothing to it, John. Thanks for calling. Hey, I had an answer for that one, didn't I? Ashley Fasker. That was done, done, done. Michael in Riverdale joins us as well. Hey, Michael. Morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? Doing fine. How can I help, Michael? I um, had some questions about pruning, and I want to ask you about um, holly bushes that are surrounding windows in front of the house. They're yeah. kind of high, and they need to be pruned back. I don't want to hurt them because I know it's in the winter, so what's the best time to to, to knock them back. They don't care. <laughs> Anytime you want to prove those hollies, they don't care, Michael. Okay. So tomorrow, right. tonight, how about, July, uh, they don't care. Go ahead. Okay. How about uh, knockout roses? Is it the same apply to them? You know, they do care, or it just makes it easier to prune them. Right about now, I didn't go look at mine as, as I should have yesterday to see if the buds were swelling, but it won't take more than a couple of days of warm weather this weekend. Today, tomorrow, Monday, maybe, before the little pink buds will swell up on the knockout rose, which is, for me, really useful because my eyes are not so good anymore and I can't tell where the buds are. <clears throat> but if you prune the knockout rose so the buds are pointing outwards, make a cut just above a bud that points out on the rose, it'll be a much better form, much more blooms, just a better-looking plant completely if you wait till you can see the buds and prune right above one that points to the outside of the plant. Okay, great. Um, and um, crape myrtles. I know you've written a book on crape myrtles, mm. but they they can take it now too, right? They can if you have to. I mean, there's no real reason to prune a crape myrtle other than it's maybe gotten too big and you need to reduce it a little bit. But okay. they bloom great without being pruned at all. So you can leave them alone if you need if you want to. Okay, Walter. Thank you so much for your help, and we really appreciate what you do. You make Georgia a little greener. I hope thank so, you. Michael. Thanks for calling. Thanks for saying <laughs> that. It's very nice of you. Bye bye. I think if we get here real quickly, we get William in because he's got a question, a question about pruning as well. William, join us on Lawn and Garden. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hey, man. I'm great. What do you want to prune? Uh, a camellia. It's one of the fall blooming. It <clears throat> blooms okay. in. October, November, um, so, so, so and it's just getting way too big covering up my windows. I think the same so, answer I gave the previous caller about hollies pretty well applies to camellias, too. Just about any time after flowering for the next couple of three months is fine to prune them. Okay, so and I can do that You're pretty, in great shape. Do it now. Okay, and I can cut it back pretty good, or do I need to worry about cutting too much off? How much is pretty good, William? That's a very, very loose term there. It's it's huge, um, and I'd like to cut it back to half the size, really. So, well, huge. Give me a huge. Is it 10 feet um, tall, 20 feet tall? What is it? Oh, no, it's about 7 or 8 feet tall. Yeah. And about you, that wide. You can take it down to 4 feet easily. Okay. No problem okay. there. Don't forget that it's going to re-sprout. Wherever you make a cut, within just three or four inches of that point is where all the re-sprouting is going to occur. So if it's bare limb down at the bottom, it's not going to make it leaf out any further down at the bottom of the plant. It's always going to be within four to six inches of where you make your pruning cut. So maybe prune a little bit lower so that you can let it grow six or eight or ten inches to get up to the height that you really want it to be later in the summer. Okay. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much. Is it the same thing for maples? Can I go ahead and prune those or no? I think now's a good time. In fact, I do it now just so it doesn't worry you when it bleeds because maple trees are so famous for drip, 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 dripping sap when you okay. prune them in the later spring. So go ahead and do that now if you, if you need to do it. Okay, perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. It's 818 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. 
News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. And the quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, a 50% chance of rain throughout the day, but the high is going to be in the 70s in some places around Atlanta. Lows around 55 tonight. Tomorrow again, a chance of rain, but the high will only be in the mid to high 60s. And again, the low overnight around 55 degrees. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Don't forget, tomorrow you can get your Sunday edition of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. They have done some outstanding reporting on the legislature this, this season. And you always want to keep an eye on the legislators in Georgia. Also, great regional local national news and that is the reason that i subscribe to the atlanta journal constitution seven days a week i do look forward to having my sunday edition tomorrow at eight twenty-five. kirk is in atlanta hey kirk good morning good morning how are you doing all right kirk what's up so we have about uh, five or six well-established azalea bushes yeah. and in the past month um sections of them have started to die and one of the bushes completely died with the leaves turning brown yeah uh, so I wanted to see what we need to do to help prevent that from happening or what we need to do to treat it. A little while ago, I had a caller talking about Daphne, and her Daphne was not doing well either. And I mentioned a disease, and it's common on Daphne, azaleas, and rhododendron, in which the leaves look wilted first, and then they fall off, and the whole plant with no leaves is dead. So any notice of wilting before the leaves fall off your azaleas, Kirk? Um, yeah, some of them have started to uh, wilt, but then they turn completely brown. How long have they been in the ground? Oh, they we bought the house three years ago. They've been there for before then. Like 15 years before then or two years before then? What do you think, size-wise? Probably, I would say probably a good 10 or 15 years. They're hmm. they're pretty good size. My guess would be if I top for a root rot because it is so common. It does affect azaleas and causes pretty much what you described, the leaves just falling off of it. And okay. the, the root rot is mostly... It's not caused by exactly what it is. It's exacerbated by clay soil. Okay. So what I would do where I you is to really amend the soil. If you want azaleas, you like the azaleas where they are, I think I would pull the ones you have out and then very thoroughly till that whole area up, dig it up, make sure the ground is just really soft and nice, add some gritty sand to it and add some uh, planting soil or soil conditioner it's called to really make it an organic soft nice soil where the phytophthora the root rot can't live very easily mm. and plant some more azaleas in there see what happens all right great make thank you very a, much make it a bad environment for the root fungus and make it a good environment for azaleas with the organic matter in the soil they should be deliriously happy and hopefully you have healthy azaleas for years to come great thank you very much walter you bet kurt thanks for calling it is 827 at News Talk WSV. We'll be back to more, more, can you believe it, more lawn and garden, including Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery to announce the pick of the week. We'll talk to you right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.35 on a Saturday morning, still 51 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful however you define success. One more flower, one less weed, whatever you make it, that'll help you get there. And one of the ways that I help you get there is by hanging around with people much smarter than me, including Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery, who talks with me every Saturday morning. Good morning, Mickey. 
Good morning. How are you? I'm well. I'm proud to be hanging around with a person smarter than me. You. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> it's great <laughs> talking to you. It's great talking to you again. What's what's blooming in your garden? Things are popping up all over my garden what's right now. Blooming in my Edgeworthia is beautiful, Smells and I have got great. daffodils yeah, from yeah. one end of my yard to the other. My winter honeysuckle is still blooming. My Okami cherry is just coming out. Uh, and this it, is the first year it's really bloomed real good, so I'm excited. We need about we that. need to stop right there, Mickey, and tell our listeners what the Okami cherry is because I've seen. 20, 50 maybe in the last two or three days, all just as pink, just Pepto-Bismol pink. If you see a flowering yeah, cheek, the tree, pink. It, it is. Yeah, they're o- the darker pink and they're the first one. Yep, Okami cherry. Um, the, first we have the Okami, it's the dark pink one, yeah. and then we have Yoshino, and then we have Kwanzaa. The Kwanzaa right. gets its leaves and then it gets its leaves. But I, I was thinking about this on the way to work this morning. When does the... Um, um, the autumn now is bloom in the spring. Does it bloom early, early, or does it bloom later? I can't remember. Mine is has a few blooms on it right now. Very light pink, very different from the Okami. Okay. So mine in the backyard is light pink right now, but not really covered in flowers. It's sort of shady back there, maybe waiting on some sun, but um, it's blooming now. The autumn now. Is. Well, I did the Okami because I wanted it blooming when my daffodils were blooming. Well, it's and sure I plant daffodils every year, so I've got a whole field of them, but yeah. I just love them. Uh, uh, uh. Well, our actual main business <laughs> okay. of the morning, besides talking about plants, right. is to announce the Pike Pick of the Weekend. So what is the Pike Pick this weekend, Mickey? And this week it's um, Scott's Color Enhanced Mulch. The, and these are the, the colored mulches. Right. Um, We've got the black ones and the red ones, and my favorite is the dark brown one. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it holds that dark, real rich dark brown color for a year, and it really does. It keeps it. I've got it around some boxwoods. It just makes them look so good. I love the way it looks. I know some people like the black. Some people like the red. It's not <laughs> my taste, not my garden, but it's still on sale. If you like the black or the red, particularly the brown, they're on sale. What's the price, Mickey? It's um, normally they're five ninety nine and they're three for ten dollars. So good that Lord. is really good. That's a great price. Even with my price. mathematic skills, I can figure that one out. It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. And this is a great time to mulch or to sort of figure out what you're going to do with your mulch this year. Sometimes I buy it when it's on sale, stack it up in the edge of yeah. my garage, and then when things are popping up, I can see where the stems are. That's when I put the mulch out when I know where the plants are located. So you can That's actually right. stock That's up and exactly not use it right. now. It, yep, and it, when you use it, don't pile it up on the on the stem uh, of the plant. Um, on the stem, don't do any volcano mulching like no, they do in the middle no. of the road. <laughs> and you still have those uh, pansies on sale for like sixty, seventy cents a, a pot for the pansies. Hey, Larry, are the pansies still sixty-seven cents? Yes, they are. Yeah, oh, what a great and deal on them too. Got, we've also got the primrose. Now they're not on sale, but they are. So pretty. I just love them. I didn't check and I know you have one that's lasted for years. I have one that's four years, I think, now, Mickey. I didn't look at it yesterday. I do my little walk around on Fridays to see what's blooming and be able to talk about it on radio. And I just didn't uh-huh. check the primrose to see if it was blooming. But I know it was there last year, three years old, sure. It, are yours in containers yeah. or are they in the ground? They're in a pot right yeah. by the front steps. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to try some again. But I, I do them every year, even if they last. You know, a month. They're so pretty. I just love them. They sure look are. like spring. Sure are. And I'm going to this year make a vow right now. I'm going to label more plants because there's some bulbs that popped up in the back. And I'm thinking, 
what was that I planted there back in October? Now, what did I put right there in the corner? Hmm, hmm. I did some of those, too. I, I think I did the same one. I've got a little patch. I know what it is because it's where I planted the bulbs that I got from my grandmother. My grandmother, Bubber, had lots and lots and lots of daffodils. A very thin blade, very, very narrow blade mm-hmm. on those daffodils. Easy to spot. Look, so I know, I know where they are. But uh, the rest mm-hmm. of the things in that bed, I am not sure what I put back there. Sorry. It's always a, always a mystery and always a fun thing oh, to figure absolutely. out what you have. Well, Mickey, yeah. it's wonderful. Let's one, once again reiterate what we're talking about. The colored enhanced mo- mer- Scott, mulch. Colored enhanced mulch. The mulch, um, yes. Black, red, and... Um, beautiful, rich, dark brown, and uh, the color lasts for a year. Three so for three for ten dollars. Three for ten dollars. Have you found out now, Mickey? I know I surprised you a couple of weeks ago with the new Pike store. Have you found out where the new Pike store is going to be? It's Milton, isn't it? Well, is I hope you, I Milton? hope you say Milton. No, the one here. Milton, it is yeah. Milton. I'm sure it is because it is I got Milton. called out because I reprinted the Pike uh, news announcement on my Facebook page, and someone took me to task saying it is Milton, not Alpharetta. They were very adamant yeah, about it's that. Milton. It's in Milton. It's going to be beautiful. That's a sure beautiful is. area up there. So pretty. <clears throat> so we look forward to having that. So now we'll add one more store to the location of all the Pike nurseries around Atlanta and the one in North Carolina as well. Where would we and go we've got to a new find? One in North Carolina, um, oh, really? Lake Norman. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So another there, too. Yeah. Cool. Pike yeah. spreads out. Look out. So if you want to yeah. find a Pike nursery, whether you're traveling in Georgia or in North Carolina, where would you go to find that, that location? At pikenursery.com. Exactly. That's what you would do. Mickey, it's great talking to you once again. You too. See we'll you soon. See Bye. you soon, Mickey. It's 841 on a Saturday morning. That gives Dan his turn. Dan's in Lawrenceville. Hey, Dan. Morning. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Dan. What's up? Um, I'm a deer hunter, and I'm trying to get a good white oak uh, acorn crop. Huh. And I was wondering what I could do to uh, enhance the acorn crop. Hmm. <laughs> how do you like carrying things, heavy things, through the woods, Dan? Do you like that? Well, I got a four wheeler. All right, in that case, we're all right. Um. I mean, basically, you do what you do for tomatoes or corn. You fertilize. You get it to a place that it's healthy and feels like it has enough energy left over to make the little oak catkins and make the oak acorns after that. So we tote some fertilizer back in the woods and fertilize the oaks. If you know where they are, even now with the leaves off of them, if you know where they are, you can fertilize them. What kind of fertilizer could I use for that? I would think 10-10-10. I'd sometimes shy away from saying 10-10-10, but at least you'd have the nitrogen, the phosphorus, and the potassium that a tree would need. I'm not sure how much it would need. I'm not sure you have the inclination to do a soil test underneath the white oaks, nor do I think the University of Georgia even has a soil recommendation for a white oak. So who knows? Let's go 10-10-10. How about that? That sounds good. I appreciate it. All right. Now let me tell you how much, Dan, because you need to know how much. We don't want to over-fertilize or under-fertilize. Go underneath the tree and just look to see how wide the um, how wide the drip line is. You know where the limbs end, where the rainwater would drip off, called the drip line. And use yes. your this would be eighth or ninth grade mathematical skills to determine the area underneath the drip line. All right, the area underneath the drip line is pi r squared. You remember that one because we used to make jokes about it. Pi yes. r squared. So the radius times um, 
radius squared times pi, which is 3.14. That'll tell you the area under the drip line. That'll give you the number of square feet that you have underneath the oak tree. If it's a big one, it could be eight or 900 square feet underneath it. And so the ratio of fertilizer is generally 10 pounds of 10, 10, 10 per 1,000 square feet. So if you've got a 25-pound bag, that'll cover 2,500 2, square feet underneath two or three oak trees. All right, sir. Pi R squared. You never knew you'd need that, that but you need it now, Dan. Pi R squared to determine the area, and every every uh, thousand square feet gets ten pounds of ten, ten, ten. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Good talking to you, Dan. Thanks for calling. We've got Albert. Albert down in McDonough in Henry County. Hey, Albert. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. How are you? Good talking. I'm doing to you. great, Albert. What's going on? Well, I've got uh, a question I can't get a clear answer on. I've got. Uh, Four Leland cypress trees are planted about four years ago, and I know they can be slow to get going, um, but they're still not doing anything. They're hmm. maybe uh, up to my chin at this point. Uh, you know, my neighbors yeah. and some other places that I've seen them planted, they're taking off the roof, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, I can't get a straight answer anywhere. I've kind of looked uh, YouTube, kind of, you know, searched the web, and, and yeah. not really anything to go off of. You when know? they don't take off like that, knowing, as you and I both know, that they want to be 20, 30, 40 feet high, but they haven't done that, <laughs> right. says to me there's something lacking in the root system. And right. That, that's what I'm thinking, but I'm just, you know, I'm not, I don't have a green thumb at all. So. Well, you know, like I told the guy just before you, the way to get a plant to enhance itself, to grow and be greener, have flowers or acorns in his case, is to fertilize. And you could do, well, what I call my rejuvenation formula for your leaves. How many are there total, Albert? I've got four trees. Ah, this is easy then. Um, go to a nursery and get some soil conditioner or planting soil, they call it, at Pike, and a yeah. wheelbarrow. And get a container of, if you go to Pike, the EB Stone General Fertilizer, or if you go to one of the big box stores, get some Mill Organite. Mill Organite's a good general purpose, slow release fertilizer. And so get one of those two cubic foot bags of soil conditioner, dump it into a wheelbarrow. Get a couple of quarts of Mill Organite or the EB Stone stuff, put that into the wheelbarrow, and mix it up real good in the wheelbarrow with a hoe. So you mix up this very rich, enriched organic soil. And make a mulch layer underneath your leaf and cypresses about, about a half an inch thick. About a half an inch thick will do fine. And when you put it around it, then comes the hard work. Then, Albert, you get a piece of rebar, just a piece of a rod, and jab it into the ground. You can use a pitchfork if you want to. You could use a spading fork tool if you want to. But anything that will sort of mix that, that organic material with the mill organite mixed in into the soil where the root system of that leaf and cypress is growing. Right. And this will work for many shrubs. It's sort of teetering on the edge and not looking very healthy. You can rejuvenate them many times. Gardenias, I've done this a couple of times, and um, viburnums do great with this. But just that rejuvenation formula of a two-cubic-foot bag of soil conditioner, mix in a quarter or two of a slow-release fertilizer, and jab it into the ground. Okay. All right, I'll give it a shot. Ought to work. I think it ought to work for you, Albert. All right, I appreciate it. We'll see. I'll... I'll, I'll you guys call in six months or so, or yeah. another year, see where we are. All right, we'll see. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for calling, Albert. Real quickly, I think I can get Kim in here. Kim and Decatur, join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Kim. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I've got some nice, happy little daffodils that are up right now, and I want to be able to feed them or fertilize them, and is this <laughs> the right time to do it so they'll look really great next year, too? And what's, what should I put on them? 
it would be better. It would be even better to fertilize them back when the leaves first peaked out of the ground, even as far back as October, November. That doesn't mean you can't do it now. Just better if you think about it on your calendar. Say October, November next year, put bulb fertilizer down. And I know that places sell bone meal, which bone meal used to be, years and years and years ago, it was a very rich material because they basically took bone and meat and the discards from the slaughterhouses and ground it up and dried it and sterilized it and sold that. It had a lot of nutrients in it. But these days, bone meal, unless it's artificially enhanced, doesn't have a lot in it. And so look on the bone meal container. If it says it has something more than about 2%, the first number 2%, more than one and one in the second and third numbers, that would be okay for bulbs. But again, the better time to do it is in October, November, and you can use just regular synthetic bulb fertilizer. If you've got bone meal, if it's been enhanced with some nitrogen, that'd be all right, too. Okay. Great. All right. What about milorganite? Milorganite would work fine. Sure, it would. 602, okay. I think, is an analysis there, so that would work great, too. Great. Thank you. You bet, Kim. Thanks for calling. Bye. It's 848 at Newstalk W. <clears throat> excuse me, 848 at Newstalk WSB. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. They look at life with such disregard. They say it can be won. Have a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. There's a 50% chance of a shower today somewhere in Atlanta. You might be lucky or unlucky to get showers and rain on top of you. Highs could reach around 70 in some places as well. 55 degrees overnight low tomorrow. A little bit of rain left. Highs in the mid-60s, low 55. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Charles in Nicholson, Georgia joins us. Last call of the day. Hey, Charles. Good morning. Good morning, sir. I have a question about my plum trees. I have I neglected to get them pruned. Yeah. But can I still prune them now, or do I have to hold no, off? I think they're fine. They don't have a you have a little swollen buzz. Maybe a flower or two. Is it too early for flowering yet on plums? How's yours? Um, I hadn't seen any flowers yet. Yeah, I don't think you have any problem at all in pruning it now. Uh, remembering that okay. the, the three priorities for pruning is, number one, remove dead wood. Number two, remove crossing limbs that go through the middle of the tree. And number three, do anything you can to shape it so it has a real open center. Lots of sunshine penetrating down through the middle of the tree will give you many more plums than you would otherwise. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Walter. How about fertilizing? We've got to talk about that, Charles. We've talked about it with other okay. people as well. Have you fed it any time recently? No, sir, I haven't. Well, uh, now. Well, now, how's it going to make plums if it's starving to death? <laughs> what do I need to give it? Oh, you know, I said 10, 10, 10 earlier. You, could, you have plenty of time now to uh, have a soil test done by the Extension Service, so you could do that. Or okay. I guess I'd go with 10, 10, 10. Why not? And just say about three to five pounds per tree. It seems like it would be about right for a plum. Okay. All right. And I'll do better next year. I promise. I know you will, Clara. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Goodbye. It's been a great Saturday morning because I get to work with Ashley Frasca, screening calls, answering questions, talking so nice to people. Sometimes I cannot believe how nice she is. And, of course, you want to follow Ashley on Twitter because she has an account that has more followers than I do. 
which she deserves because she does such a great job with traffic during the week. She's Ashley Frasca WSB is her Twitter handle. Our magnificent, magnificently hirsute engineer today, Brother Alan Hunt. Jason Byers is off, if I'm not mistaken. Jason has a new dog, and he wanted to spend the first day with his new little puppy. And so Alan had to come in and take his place for that. Thank you, Alan, for getting that good music. He's almost as good as Jason Byers' garden, garden show music. If you didn't get your question answered this morning, go to our website, WalterReeves.com. There are details there about our Croatia trip. If I'm not mistaken, we have one more cabin left for the Croatia trip in September. You want to see about that.